Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Music Horror Art Politics Bad Assery Welcome to Society 13 This is Mr. Pink of the Society 13 Podcast Network, and you are listening to Kettle Whistle Radio with Heather and Dave, the only place I come for the music, macabre, and movies. KOKW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. Up again. You make me want <laughs> You know, what is this? What does this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda. Hello, beans. This is Dave. And Hello. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Radio. It's your host Dave. Did you know that? Coming up, we've got Joe and Ross from uh, Of Clocks and Clouds, Brooklyn-based unit, great rock and roll band. And uh, hey, the Olympics are over. That means real hockey can start up again. Thank God. And uh, first off, we're going to have an old friend come on here. Uh, if you're familiar with Critical Mass Puppet, also known as Jonathan Shankup. I don't care if he. I don't think he cares about reveal that, but you can look him up on Facebook. Look up Critical Mass. He's got a little rant for us right now. All right, stay close because we've got Of Clocks and Clouds and we got some new music from them as well. Great guys and a great show coming up. And thanks again for listening to KWR. Yeah, it's going to be real wicked. Critical Mass! Critical Mass! Critical Mass! Kittle Whistle Radio. This is Jonathan Shankup from Critical Mass Fame. I don't know if it's fame. It is what it is. Okay, we're going to talk about Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. What is it about Miley Cyrus? Miley Cyrus is the type of girl who tries to exude sex, and she is like your little sister that you just want to go away. you just like, there's a girl I went to school with. She kind of reminds me of her. And then I just saw on TV, I saw her and Katy Perry kissing, and she said, this is me now, and her and Alan Thick last year, and her twerking, whatever the hell that shit is. But the girl weighs like 100 pounds, and it's just creepy. It's like this emaciated girl, and all I see is Hannah Montana, like this goofy girl, 
And I actually see the girl who plays her on Sunday Night Live, which I think is she's actually funnier than actually Miley Cyrus is. And you just have to take that her dad is Billy Ray Cyrus, my achy, breaky heart. And so you can't look at this girl as slum-like, like all of a sudden now she's trying to be Madonna, whatever. I mean, there's only one Madonna. Madonna exuded sexiness. Now she's an old lady, but I'm not going to get on that right now. But yeah, Miley Cyrus is just this emaciated girl who's trying to give off this sexy kind of like, I'm this, and it's just not her. It's never going to be her. She is who she is. She's a little girl who kind of grew up and she's trying to show off her, you know, you know, she, you just want to put her on her own island, let her do whatever she wants, and don't give her a camera. Don't, don't, camera the, the camera only can be shown in the island that she is sequestered on. Nobody else can see this stuff because it just makes you sick. It makes you want to give up sex, give up everything she, because it's just like this white, pasty chick. Yeah, I mean, it, it, just, it just bothers me. You know, now she's trying to do hip-hop shit, whatever. You know, it's just like, you know, just stay where you are. Go there. Go away. Don't ever come back. Now, Katy Perry's hot. So, I can, you know, I like the, you know, you know, girl on girl kissing. That's fine. You know, it's, it's a hot thing. But not with, not, with, not, not, not with Miley Cyrus. Doesn't even have a hot name. Miley Cyrus. It sounds like some girl should be working at 7-Eleven, you know, uh, or drinking a six-pack in the back of her car with, like, uh, you know, bad teeth and, like, a big beer belly and wearing jeans that are too tight and her muffin tops are sticking out the side. It's not a girl that's exuding sexiness. And what'd she say? She said she was naked on a... Um, uh, construction ball with the, the the ball that they use to uh, construction sites. Just the thought of that right now is just making and that body of hers. It just it's all gawky and skinny and it's just like Ugh. and I'm just like I don't want to see this. And now it's in my head and you're making me talk about this girl woman. What are, she's a girl. So always be a little girl. She'll all be the little Hannah Montana doing Disney sh- shit. And now she's trying to be this thing, whatever. Now she doesn't have it. She's never gonna have it. Go back to doing what you do best. Go back to Disney. Maybe you can do Hannah Montana. Now you could be the older Hannah Montana, whatever. But you trying to grind and twerk and all this stuff, it, it doesn't work for me. It never worked for me. You know, it just is like, ugh. so I don't know. I'm ranting. You want you wanted two minutes of this. I don't know what I'm giving you. All I'm telling you is that please just make her go away. Send her like, you know, Napoleon. They sent him to uh, what they exiled them to, what, what, Sardinia, Sicily, wherever they same thing with her. I know, you know, she doesn't have maybe she does have who knows who knows who's who she's sleeping with, whatever. But uh, I feel like we should exile to her own island, you know, like escape from New York. We, she, she can get in, but she can't get out. And then and then all she can do all the the media she wants. But only the thing is, it, it's only for her her amusement. None of us have to see this stuff. So that's my two cents. I'll talk to you later. Peace out. It looks good. All right, folks. Welcome to KWR. And I have guests that have been on with me before. My buddies, Joe and Ross from Of Clocks and Clouds, one of my favorite of the new bands I've heard in the past year or two, I guess. Uh, Welcome back, guys. Hey, hey, what's up? What's going on? Hey, well, I don't know. Out of the blue one night, I guess I was uh, on Facebook um, and I, I, I just trolling for bands and such. And uh, there's Joe talking about you guys having a new project. Uh, yeah, we uh, we recently finished uh, recording a, a new LP and uh, self-produced and uh, recorded... Here at sixty six eleven studios by uh, basically just the two of us, the entire thing. Cool. Had a little bit of help, but yeah, yeah. And uh, we're getting ready to release it uh, mid to late April. We haven't locked in an exact date yet. Uh, I was going to ask you guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there? There's no title yet. It's entitled uh, You Y O U. Wow. Okay. All right, that works. Uh, that I didn't know, but I did get to review it, and uh, I'll tell you, I was so impressed. And the term I use, "build," um, I like some of my favorite songs. If you go far, as far back as Zeppelin, and like just as an entire album, it just progresses to a point, and then it just ends with like such a high, well, heavy note. Actually, um, I just I love that, and each song seems to do that too. You start off down here and it ends way up here and it's like wow it, I, really cool that's all I can say until I uh, get to review it a, a fourth time I should say <laughs> thank you man absolutely uh, Psychic Realms was a song that stuck out for me and of course uh, I gotta say you know I well What You Need is sh- shows up on there too which we talked about last time yeah okay that's a great song that got my attention immediately um, but Your Love Will Be My End that is an incredible song ready for radio release you tell me yeah, I mean, uh, we released it on Valentine's Day. Um, Felt it was appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those songs that uh, I don't know. It's just kind of a balls to the wall mm-hmm. rock song about uh, not 
getting what you want from somebody, you know? Right. And it destroying you, essentially. And yeah. a real place? Is this coming from a real place? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll say that. I think, uh, I think we've all been there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Many, many times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, actually, yeah, I've been through some rough times here myself. And I, I, while I was trying to set up the studio for you guys, we have a new puppy in the house. And this this puppy, her name's Jet, part boxer, part lab, and she is energetic. She's like this roaming four-legged marshmallow bouncing off walls. It's crazy. But, yeah, she set, sits in with me now and then, but she was too rambunctious. She would love that. She would love yeah. that. But, yeah, that's a major change here for me. And uh, she's not ready to sit in the studio because she was just yapping the last time I did that. So you guys wouldn't get a word in, but that's a girl for you, right? All right. Well, we can do the follow-up interview with your <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> now, um, Psychic Realms, I just wanted to talk about that song real quick because it, it kind of stuck out for me. I don't know why. Like, that would be a second release or something. I don't know how you feel about that. Is that just an album song? Uh, well, I mean, we we love that song. Um, and uh, Where does that come from? Did I lose you? I'm really happy with the way oh, okay. it, it, um, it came out, you know? Yes. So, uh, Psychic Realms. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, I guess it's like kind of a drug song in a way. Okay. Um, but not in like a degenerate type of way, but just kind of the uh, opening up your mind sort of hmm. experience and see but you know everyone's got to live their own life you know? right <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, we, we kind of wrestled with it uh, we scrapped the original recording it just wasn't at the right tempo and um, it's not the right feeling yeah it just it, it didn't really lock in hmm. and uh, we, we kind of we struggled with it but then we got it to a place where it just kind of had this uh, I don't know it, it travels a lot within yes you know, and yeah. uh, we got uh, some friends to, to sing on the last yeah, I noticed that thing, yeah, which kind of uh, I don't know, we just felt it was an appropriate end to the album, and uh, you know, all, it kind of just all breaks apart at the end, which is really fun. Yeah, that's cool. I absolutely, I love the changes in that. How do how do you guys go about explaining what your sound is when you meet new people or when you, you're going to a club, you want to book, get booked, or how do you put yourself out there? You let them listen, or do you explain it? How can you explain? <laughs> I let them listen, I guess. Yeah, just go with that. Because I mean, it's, it's rock and roll. That's I, that's the way I look at it. But you have this alt feeling to it as well. I could see it, you guys getting airplay on alternate, you know, alternate. What is it? Alternate nation, alternative nation on XM. Yeah, I, I mean, could totally see that. We kind of cross a lot of genres, and I think um, you know a lot of people just want to, to compartmentalize things. Yeah, especially when they don't know what it is. So. You know, right now we're we're saying we're an alternative electronic rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that tells the whole story or not, and, and not to mention that you guys can play all this stuff live. I mean, it's not like you're just like a techno. I don't want people confusing you with a techno band, right? I mean, like, but there's definitely a, a bunch of electronic elements to our live performance as well. You know, cool, very cool. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you guys stand apart. Uh, that's why uh, one of the main reasons why you're on here with me right now. Um, let's see, now you were talking about a listening party. What, what's this going to consist of? Yeah, uh, so I guess two weeks from today, March 11th, at Pianos in uh, Lower Manhattan, Lower East Side. Uh, they were kind enough to you know give us their upstairs space. And uh, we're just like, you know, inviting all of our friends and family and fans and... Uh, it's kind of just like a real kind of relaxed, intimate evening, and we're going to play the album. Sweet. And uh, just kind of, you know, celebrate, basically. Just kind of yeah. something for everybody to yeah. enjoy together. Yeah. Uh, we're debating whether or not we're going to play any songs live uh, that night. Um, oh. It, yeah. We might do, like, some real stripped-down stuff just for fun. Uh, which The thing is, the venue doesn't have a drum set in their lounge area. <laughs> so, if anything, I'd be playing... Alternative percussion, like djembe, <laughs> and stuff like that. Wow. I attempted to try and play bass, but my bass chops aren't what they used to be. <laughs> so, well, you were trying to play the bass and the drums at the same time. Well, no. <laughs> I have a shaker and bass and a tambourine on my foot. Yeah. But I'm not the best street performer. <laughs> so it didn't really work out the way I hoped. You just need one extra hand. I just need like two extra, yeah, two extra hands. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, well, yeah, maybe you should just go with the listening party then. Just sit back, chill, and see the reaction on their faces. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you'll be you'll be too worried about performing, and you won't really get the impact of listening it with an audience. Yeah, that's a George Lucas approach. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, oh man, uh, oh, this is a little weird today. I, I, fellow New Yorkers, um, Harold Ramis died today. Did you know about this? <laughs> yesterday. That, was it yesterday? Yeah. How sad is that, man? I it just like hit me. Like you gotta be kidding me. It's like I said, uh, the Ghostbusters thing is not gonna happen. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Everybody, everybody always refers to him for Ghostbusters, but the thing is, he was actually a pretty well-known director. Oh yeah. Oh, I know that. Damn right. Yeah. Nobody really pays attention to that. Well, the only reaction that everybody has is, "Oh, Ghostbusters," but it's like, yeah. It did so much. I, oh, I agree. Oh. Not to throw you uh, through you know, a, a loop there. I just I, A ticker just went by on my screen. I'm like, what? What the hell? How did I miss this? Uh, that's very sad. He was not that old. 69, 70? Yeah. yeah and between that and... Uh, well, how about uh, you guys... See was Egon, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, looked like, he didn't look like a healthy dude. No, not, not towards the end. But, um... What are you dying? Know, he had, like, some, like... Uh, some inflammatory autoimmune like blood disease basically that he was suffering from for like uh, since like 2010 yeah he, he was suffering they said yeah, yeah. It's sad, though. very sure. sad I, I had to put a mention out to that i mean he's a part of uh my growing up anyway uh between that and uh olympic f- a fever you guys get uh, caught up in that in new york how well, how crazy was it there during the olympics um, it's interesting uh these olympics i mean in new york when we have the Rangers, I'm, big, I'm personally a big Rangers fan. Uh-huh. Uh, we got about seven, eight players. I think seven players or eight players. Yeah, that were involved uh, with different countries, mm-hmm. and in the end, you know, it really came down to one of the Rangers definitely getting a gold medal. But um, kind of a heartbreak to see America not even medal. I know the the girls too. I watched the girls, and I was really disappointed. I thought they were going to kick some ass. They at least got something to walk away with. I mean, America just. Died when they played Canada. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. That was kind of a bummer. Oh, I was completely bummed. Yeah, just not not a great couple of weeks here. But uh, and just to get you even more off topic, I have to ask you this one because this is something that's been bothering me, and I, a lot of my family are like and friends buy into uh, Miley Cyrus and Kanye West and the image verse the music, where I couldn't tell you a single song either of these people do, but the image they buy all buy into it. They all buy into it. Yeah. Uh, um. You guys are nothing like that. You guys are all about the music, and I think we're losing that um, these days. It's really it's, it drives me nuts. I'm still trying to convince Joe to start twerking. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. guess you got to do it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not that coordinated. Though. <laughs> I would do it, but I got to sit down. You got to sit down. But you maybe you you are doing it the entire time. We just can't <laughs> sure. see you. That's yeah, that's my biggest secret. I don't know, David. I think like you know, <laughs> it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg, and here we mm. on that. It's like, if everything that's played on every network and every radio station across the world is playing the same thing, and, and that's what most people have access to, and that's what is fed to them, they don't know any difference, you know? That is what it is to them. And, uh, you know, I, and I know a lot of people that, uh, you know, that are, that are musicians that's, that really like the music, too. I mean, like, uh, especially Kanye. I mean, like, Kanye, like, like had this like moment this year like last year where like he just like really annoys me as a human being yes yes is 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 fine i like his music and and, you know at some points i really i think the production on his albums are are sick but like just the fact that he's someone that's admired in society makes me kind of sad but uh you know that's okay that's pop culture yeah yeah absolutely yeah. It's a, it's a, just another form of sedation for the masses, if you ask me. I agree. That's exactly right. It's mind numbing. Um, I it's not like yeah I don't know I, I like I don't know any of their music mostly because their appearance and how they act kind of turns me off. And I I don't know it just seems like that's all, all it is anymore. My Cyrus wouldn't be anyone if it wasn't for her father. For the, right. For the record, who's actually joined. The ridiculous, ridiculous fleet of pop musicians. Have you seen uh, the new uh, song he put out? No, no. Oh, Jesus Christ. He uh, redid Achy Breaky Heart, but right. made a hip-hop version of it. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh, yeah. Now, I Watch wanted... the video. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. I Watch the video and, and have a bucket nearby. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would need a bucket. I, wow. <laughs> I, would... I need some drugs for that. Yeah. Just don't take hallucinogens. You might not come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's the worst case scenario of redoing something, I guess. It's the worst remake I've ever heard of anything ever. Movie, song, art, any form of art ever. It was no. the worst, most god-awful thing I've ever seen. The thing is, there is tons of people out there that are probably like, oh, that's the shit, bro. Oh. You heard this new Billy Ray oh, Cyrus track? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I just, I never wanted to listen to music again for about a good five minutes. <laughs> was like, I was contemplating, like, just quitting music altogether. <laughs> it, it does happen. I mean, I, I know what you're talking about. I have, I have trouble, I won't watch MTV, but I will watch VH1 on, on the occasion. Uh, they have some good shows on there, but, you know, I, I like the behind-the-music stuff. But that's mostly stuff that goes back 10, 15 years now, even long, well, longer than that. Nothing terribly new is like hitting me except like bands like you guys. And you're okay. doing it yourselves. Thanks. Indeed. Um, I also, oh, I, I really dug, um, was it Tripping on the Far Side of the Sun? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That's a strong one. I, I like that. I like how it ends. Yeah. Very okay. strong. Yeah. Anything uh, on that? Uh, that, was, uh, that was a tough one for you, Ross, right? Yeah, that was, like, that was ripping tough. it. That song was really tough. I, the drum part never ends, and I tried to do it. Well, I did do it. One straight shot through, uh, no quantization. It was just, it was really, really difficult. And then when we were mixing it, we were like, we need something else. We need more layers. So I played the one thing I know how to do on guitar, and that's that little explosion. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. That's that's a badass tune. I really like that a lot. Um, From the sky, kind of tremolo, ten delay pedal kind of sound. Um, that's the only thing I know how to do. <laughs> I was actually those songs that kind of completely changed once we started recording it. Just, uh, that, that just saying that's one of the songs. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. With Hello. The... Hello? <laughs> yes, I can. Okay. Yeah, there was like this. Uh, Skype is taking a shit tonight. I'm just saying because even your sound levels were down in the beginning, and it's not your fault. It's Skype. I, I deal with this all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were uh, well, saying. Well, I was just saying about that song. It's like. You know, w- once we started recording it, we it changed. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we play it. Li- we were playing it live a certain way, and then as one of those songs that you know, our, our writing process is like this. I I, I write a kind of skeleton for a song, and mm-hmm. then I bring it to the studio, and we kind of put the flesh on it. And a similar thing happened with the recording, where it's just like, you know, we're not like. Like, well, I'm the guitar player, so I'm going to play all the guitars. It's like, yeah, Ross, do the, the thing that you do on the guitar. The only thing I do on <laughs> <Yeah>. the guitar. <laughs> I can't it's actually play a chord. Yeah, it's in, it's in <laughs> like, most songs on the album, actually. There's a little bit of uh, this ambient guitar stuff that Ross did. Yeah, it's very cool. Very, I honestly cannot wait to... Uh, well, I want to have this in my hand. Is this going to be a CD that I could actually purchase, or just strictly like Bandcamp? How are we going to do this? We're gonna be having we're gonna be uh, printing out CD. We actually just uh, sent out the stuff today uh, mm. to the company that we're going through uh, to get the CDs printed. Um, you'll see all the album artwork. Uh, me and a friend of mine in Sweden actually worked on together. Um, it was just a random photo I took in Sweden, and uh, the rest of it is uh, photos of the room that uh, the fo- original photo was taken, and it's just this elaborate wood bedroom in sweden in stockholm Mm -hmm. and it was just such a beautiful room i took a picture of it and it just i sent the picture of my friend to joe and joe's like that's our album cover nice the whole time we were trying to decide what to do and well we went with that so yeah it's one of those things where i was like oh there's the album cover yeah it was just it was a random it's actually a funny story if I just take a quick second, basically sure, sure. the whole culture of Sweden, everybody is very open and loose. Um, it's not like here where, you know, if your door is a crack open and somebody sees you changing, they run away crying. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I went, I went to the, uh, the archipelago in Gothenburg once and I told, they're like, Oh, go swimming. They're like, I'm like, I don't have a bathing suit. They're like, what's a bathing suit. <laughs> but, um, basically I was hanging out with a couple of my friends in Stockholm and I asked my friend, because everybody there, I mean, they're just comfortable. My friend's walking around in a towel. I'm like, I got to take a picture of you in a towel, not to be creepy. But <laughs> I got to show this to my singer to prove to him, like, it's such a different, much more open culture here. You know, like, you just, you, it's not a big deal. 
And um, so I took the picture of her and sent it to Joe. And I was like, I'm not fucking kidding. Like, everybody's walking around comfortably here. It's a whole different culture. It's a whole different environment. And his response back to me when I texted that to him was, that's the album cover. Nice. That's awesome when that happens, when it just comes together like that. It not planned. Um, I Just to – you know what? I'm going to probably – because uh, you guys are some of my favorite folks. I'm going to announce something here on this particular show I haven't talked about yet because I don't generally talk about myself because that's not interesting. But I, I have a I have a book coming out, um, and it's it's a horror novel, and uh, it's going to be probably something – I can't say when, but I, I'm wrapping it up now, and I'm tomorrow on the same note sitting down with an artist that I trust and did my comic book cover uh, issue one that I did with this guy, John Towers. Um, it's, it's a zombie comic book, but uh, he's, we're going to sit down brainstorm over a couple beers and figure out a sketch for the book cover and maybe some promo art. So it's a complete opposite effect. Um, but I, I, it'll be fun, but I don't want it to be too, um, I don't want to try too hard. I like what you, you did there. I want it to come naturally and I'm not an artist, so I have no idea. We're going to see what it comes out. It's always like, you know, that's, that's part of the process, and when it if, if it takes a certain amount of time, it does, and sometimes it just happens, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's all work anyway. So, yeah. so uh, what about um, tour, touring on this album? Well, the LP when it comes out, what what uh what do you have plans? Strictly, strictly New York, Brooklyn, or are you going to leave the area? Uh, we definitely want to head out on the road. Um, we're we're waiting to see uh, what kind of impact the album has for okay. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we're completely independent. So, uh, um, you know, we, we have to see if there's any opportunities that arrive. Uh, and if, if we just find ourselves exactly where we are now, then we'll start booking shows in some cities nearby, Boston, Philly, Philly, yeah. Haven, um, yeah. And play toads in New Haven. Yeah. I played there before. Yeah. Oh man, I've been there. That, yeah. That, God, that place is still there, huh? Jeez. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I, saw, I saw Pantera there way back when. A lot, a lot of big people. Holy there. shit! Yeah, Pantera. It weird. It was weird playing on that stage, man. Because like I, I didn't really know the significance of the place. But right. One of my friends is telling me he's like, dude, like so many people have played here. I was like, who? And he's like, Metallica, Pantera, like all mm-hmm. these big bands. I was like, oh, yep. oh, 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 oh. I'm like sharing the same. I'm sitting on the stage and they played on it's kind of a trip we got to play uh the grand ballroom of webster hall which a couple is a times wow that's huge which was like crazy yeah. that stage i mean and growing up in new york city and all the shows that you know the two of us have gone to separately or mm-hmm. just like holy god like and that room just it sounds amazing just walking across the stage for the first time was just like such a trip just to feel it and just be like oh my god like i watched some of my favorite bands play here no and then to do a sound check and just hit the kick once i was like (laughs) i needed a second i hit the kick and heard it resonate in this room speakers that i heard like of montreal and like all these big bands and it was just—it was—it was really. It took a second to get used to. Yeah. That's um, I guess something it could be incredible or also very intimidating when you do a place like that. A friend of mine uh, that's in a punk band, uh, Face Down Presley, this guy Eugene told me he's just uh, like he booked a place called the Rex Theater here in um, in Pittsburgh a couple of years back, and it was my favorite place to see a show. He said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, but it's the worst place for a band because it it, it could look really empty." <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know what kind of crowd you guys got there, but it's got to be intimidating. Well, we're hoping that after the album release, you know, we'll get some more people into the sound and, you know, mm-hmm. be able to pack a room like that one day. Yeah. Well, That's what do you, the goal, you know. What are you That's guys, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, just to keep going, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got there's a little delay between us here, and that's good old Skype on a what is this Tuesday? I don't even know what day it is. Um, what other creative projects do you guys have I, when you step away from the studio, the music you guys do on the side, photography, art of any type? Well, I run the studio that we recorded the album in. It's 6611 Studios. Okay. Um, I run the studio with my roommates, Jamie Walty, uh, Todd Cheney, and uh, Brennan Pika. And uh, we all basically live in this house together. And uh, the basement was my grandfather's like bar, pool table kind of area. And we took out the bar. We took out the pool table. We added soundproofing. We really converted it into a studio. You can even check it out, 6611studios.com. Cool. Uh, some of the photos up there need to change because we actually just rearranged the studio for a little bit more comfortable of an environment. But um, I've been working on this since I graduated, it, even like since high school. 
even before I knew how to use Pro Tools, I tried to screw around with Pro Tools, even though I did everything wrong, I found out later <laughs> in college. But, um, yeah, no, that's that's pretty much my, you know, my thing. Uh, I was writing uh, music for uh, some films and stuff, um, but nothing, nothing major. Uh, but this is kind of taken over as the... the the one and only kind of creative venture right now. Mm-hmm. Come on, dude, you can't forget about your acting career. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe's a little Joe's a little shy about it, but Joe's a little. No, acting but I'm not career. an actor anymore. I'm doing you it. were on TV. You were I the second a... husband that got killed. What? Yeah. I was on uh, an episode of Identification Discovery Networks. Uh, what was it called? Uh, My dad said he saw you on that show. Actually, he mm-hmm. works on that show. Oh, get out of here. My dad, I was Dead, to Deadly him. Sins, I think it's season two, episode four. Deadly, I'm writing this down. <laughs> Deadly Sins? Yeah. Episode four? Yeah, it's the pinnacle of my acting career. That's no. <laughs> just five seconds of fame. Episode four. What channel is that on? Is that Discovery? Ancient Discovery. Ancient Discovery? Uh, identification just, discovery. It's identification. like one of those spinoff. Uh, it's basically all okay. like reenactment crime dramas. Well, I have FIOS, so hopefully I have it. This is funny that uh, there's two people on this show today. I have a little a rant by a guy that's from Jersey. He's on for two minutes, probably just before you guys, so you get to hear it. And he's going to rant. Uh, uh, he wanted to scream about Miley Cyrus, so that's why I tied that in there. And he <laughs> he was on that show, um, uh, Stalked. Are you familiar with Stalked? Um, it's one of those two spinoff on, uh, I think that's on like AE or something like that. Uh, I gotta look it up, but he's in an episode two and he plays the guy that also gets killed. (laughs) Yeah. His name's, his name's about musicians. Yeah. (laughs) It's something about it. But yeah, his his name's Jonathan. Uh, he'll be on the same show. So that's pretty funny. Um, so an acting career, I'm going to try to dig that one up, man. I gotta look at that. That's funny. I love that stuff. Um, Joe was also in an advertisement for a schizophrenia medication too. Really? You're yeah. just opening up so many things here. I'm Ross. opening up Joe's box. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> I did some print work for uh, a, a medication called Safras. I can't find it anymore, though. I was trying to find it and show it to some people, but it's a really funny picture of Joe's. Basically, just, so you're just there, like, like petting a cat. I'm sitting just... on a couch, like yeah, like petting a cat, and it's just <laughs> this look on his face, like I used to talk to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of us here were really happy to have the opportunity to do that. You know? yeah. <laughs> Oh man, uh, that's good. Uh, now, have you gotten on? I'm sure you've had your songs played on other podcasts, radios, or any other shows. Like, have you been out there already with some of the stuff? Uh, well, we kind of we did it a lot with uh, "What You Need," and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. now we're kind of blasting out uh, "Your Love Will Be My End." Yes, and uh, we got some features on some blogs, and uh, you know, in the states and and uh, the UK and Germany. Cool, cool. Yeah, I have some UK listeners, uh, so they'll be glad to hear this. Actually, now I got I have a German listener too, which is cool because he, he he gave me some music. You were on uh, Amazing Radio's rock show uh, yeah. uh, Saturday night. Yeah. Cool, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. What's the feedback like when you do something like that? You know, it's hard to tell, um, but um, you know, any exposure for us right now, we're really happy with. Cool, cool. Uh, but it's hard to to see how far it ripples, you know. Yeah, uh, these days. I mean, that that's a question I like to ask all musicians. I think I asked you the first time is how frustrating the scene, if there is a scene, or you know, lack of record stores, places to hang out and actually play. I, I, do audiences show up anymore? I had some people complain about that out in uh, Seattle, actually, of all places. <laughs> but yeah, I think when you when you're in the big cities, it's uh, it becomes a challenge for sure because uh you know there's so many things happening every mm-hmm. night especially in new york you yeah know? but um you just have to kind of still go out and put yourself you know get yourself involved with people that are doing things that you want to get involved in exactly that's how i got doing this actually a bunch of creative people um that i work together with and that's yeah you're absolutely right you gotta surround yourself with that element yeah. um what are you guys listening to i'm just gonna end on this note i'm curious what you guys got in rotation at your your own house I'm gonna look at my Spotify uh, real see. quick. I'm listening to, <laughs> I found a pretty interesting song. Um, what was who was that? Um, found this old 1935 uh, 1935 uh, woman jazz singer. One of the raunchiest things I think I've ever heard. <laughs> really? In my entire life. Oh, I like it. The song, the song is called "Shave Them Dry." Yeah, shave them dry. Shave them. Yeah, <laughs> and it is just she puts Nicki Minaj and every one of these pop people that's getting raunchy to shame. Really, like 1935. Like I didn't even think you could like 
curse. Isn't that funny to think about that? I mean, that's crazy. While our grandparents were like at radio age, <laughs> this is out there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lucille Bogan. Lucille yeah. Bogan. Yeah. I will yeah, write this on one. YouTube. Okay. Just, uh, play that song on your radio station. Oh, I wish I could. Oh, man. I don't know if that's something I can get the rights to do. Although that's public domain now, isn't it? I don't oh, probably, know. Probably, yeah. I don't know. Somebody must own it. But, yeah, that uh, that's funny. If anything, I'll just put the link up. <laughs> See, gonna, you sent was, them. We've been working on a cover of a, a TV on the radio song, uh, Young Liars. Ooh, nice. So, uh, yeah, and so definitely delved into that track. And, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to convince him to do um, Ain't Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. Oh, my God. I've I've been listening to Bill Withers a lot lately. Uh, That's that's really weird that you would bring that up. He likes it. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's too uh, Mikey. He likes it. I, it's, <laughs> I'm t- <laughs> he's he had a very creepy. He has a very creepy vibe and element going on, and I think that's why Rob Zombie used him in one of, one of the soundtracks uh, he has. And there's something so sad about his voice. I don't know what it is. Well, it's probably just all the sadness. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I personally think too. I mean, with a lot of the a lot of the direction and kind of storylines as far as our songs go i feel like it would actually kind of fit it into fits, it. it fits it would yeah. fit into the theme i mean your love will be my end what mm. you need carry you i mean i love like, it like yeah. these songs are kind of love songs in a they're way. all love songs yeah, every single yeah. one of them even tripping on the far side of the yeah it's not necessarily about like tripping it's about like bugging out waiting for someone to to you know, being at their beck and call, essentially, mm. while you're going insane. Wow. And at the end with Psychic Realms, nothing works out, so you just take a bunch of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Entertain yourself, you know? Yeah. So, no, if you can't find somebody to entertain you or entertain, then entertain yourself. Heartily <laughs> agree with that. head a little bit. Been doing it for years. Yes, yeah. I heartily agree with you on that. Um, is this something, if you did a cover, would you, like, end the night with that? Is that something you'd, like, like or do a medley, like, with one of your own songs? How would you fit Bill Withers in? Just throw it in the middle, I think. Yeah, right in the middle? You know? I mean, the the more songs that we have at our fingertips, the better. Mm -hmm. We kind of, you know, feel it out. Absolutely. Oh, man, I look forward to that. I I can't. Oh, man, if you do that cover, how do you get – do you have to, like, um, contact that production company to cover and say you want to put it on an album or play it live? How do you you go about that? We're not not making money off it. Right. Okay. I I mean, maybe – I, 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 I just don't see how that would work. I, I mean, think if the Bill Withers estate sued us, mm-hmm. it would be the happiest day of my life. There you yeah, go. Yeah, get good press. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Any press is good press. <laughs> if I do lose my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't have that. That, that. No, I was just curious. But what a weird, odd pick. I can't believe Bill Withers came up today. That is great. I love it. Because I, I, I thought I was weird for liking it. I, I listen to the 70s channel every now and then, and God. it always comes up. That era. Mm. And like. There's a cool, cool, um, cool artist you should check out too. Okay. That I right. bought his record last year on vinyl. I heard it on NPR, and his, his name is Bill Baird, B A I R D, and the song and the album is called uh, I think it's called Spring Break of the Soul. Okay, it's sweet. It's really sweet. I'm writing this down. Spring Break of the Soul. Yeah. yeah. Another yeah. thing that I've been listening to too. Um, one of my roommates, Mike Filatico, he's in a band called uh, Monogold. I don't think you've heard of them. Not yet. Uh, they're really good. Um, I went to high school with Mike. known him for a long time. And uh, we actually used to play in a band together. But he joined this band a couple years ago called Monogold. And um, we've actually both been holding hands as we give birth to our own records. <laughs> um, his band is currently finishing up their album. And we just finished ours. We got it mastered by the same guy. Yeah, we got it mastered by the same guy. Like, there's a lot of parallels in our projects. Should give it wow. And um, yeah, no, we cool. we've just I, I've been listening to his stuff. I'm not supposed to hear it, but I mean, <laughs> living with somebody, how do you not? Right. I mean, well, how do you, how do you spell monogold? I'm sorry. I just if people want to look it up. M O N O G O L D. Okay, that's what I did. It's, okay, it's really it's cool stuff. It's very laid back. It's very mellow. It has its it has its hype very textured kind of moments. It's very textured, very deep. But, uh, yeah, no, we both had our stuff mastered by uh, Kevin Blackler, Blackler Mastering. Uh, Kevin Blackler actually worked with um, a couple big things. If you look at their website, he has a phenomenal discography. We're joking with him. We're telling him maybe one day we'll make a selected discography list <laughs> <laughs> if this, you know, carries us. Yeah, he, he, uh, he really 
took um, took the album to the next level. You yeah. know, with when the we mastering were, job. When we were mastering, I was so nervous to walk into that room and hear it through the beautiful, gigantic speakers he has. Because <laughs> I mean, I I've done I. Joe does more. We're, we're basically between the two of us. We become crazy in control. Joe will take ten delay effects, throw it on a vocal track, and make it you know really crazy. And I'm I'll come in and be like, hey, you know, we got to equalize this to fit with the guitars. You know, the drums aren't are going to conflict with this frequency. And mm. I'm more I worry more about the technical side, and I'll also add you know some creativity to it too. But. Um, yeah, no. I mean, when I was going in there, I was so worried, like, oh, my God, the snare drum is going to sound like trash. This is going to be bad. This is going to be good. And every little thing that we kind of picked out from his speakers, he just went in and cleaned it. He just polished it so well. Wow. And expanded it, you know, so and that, expanded it, it. that it went from being, you know, maybe, you know, three inches tall to like nine, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. And he also came up with the part at the end of Tripping on the Far Side of the Sun. Yeah. Uh, that tape stop. We were kind of rewinding. We uh, put it all to uh, one-inch tape. I think it was one-inch or two. It was one-inch tape. But he had this old tape machine. Um, and, we're, he and we was, wound up, like, mastering the whole album through. Yeah. And huh. when he was rewinding, we are like, oh, my God, that sounds awesome. So <laughs> we are trying to figure out where to put it. And we put it on the end of Tripping on the Far Side of the Sun. Yeah. That's like, kind of, it's like a very... The song kind of winds to an end. It's the tape slowing down okay. as we were rewinding it and stopping it. It's a very John Cage approach to music. I love it. I mean, it was one of those things that was just like, you know, we're in the mastering studio and we hear it. We're like, record that sound right now. <laughs> and then it, it made its way on the record. It, man, and when you break it down like that, I almost can't imagine that's where the sound is coming from. Uh, I, granted, I have to give it a, a fourth lesson, like I said. I've listened to the album three times. And that was all Saturday night, um, just sitting, having a few. And uh, it, Man, my jaw dropped a few times. Uh, this The album, Y-O-U, you said you? Is yeah. That how, yeah, it's going to be incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for taking the, the time to check it out. Oh, I man. I, got, I was so excited when you said you had more stuff. And, um, yeah, immediately uh, just took to it. So I'll probably be listening to it again today. Mm-hmm. But, really yeah. I that it uh, that, that you dig it oh yeah yeah a lot of time working on it and uh we were happy with it on our end so a lot, of, a lot. A lot of sweat blood piss and tears in yeah. this project i yeah. believe it well, yeah god we yeah. both went through a lot of stuff during the process of it, and yeah. we had a lot of things coming our way and a lot of things hold us back and you know delay the process and mm. you know a lot of ups and downs yeah. but it just to be done with it is it, it's just such a good feeling i'll bet really it's yeah, you definitely got something there. I mean, you have uh, – I don't want to say too much. The music has to do the, the talking for you guys. So we're going to pa- have to play something, and I think you're going to let me play uh, – uh, what is it? The uh, Your Love Will Be My End. We're going to play that? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, – yeah. If people don't take to this one, then they, they don't know music. Sorry, but that's the way I look at it. Um, yeah, you should get your stuff out there uh, as far as your Twitter and any other way people can find you. Uh, yeah, well, just uh, our website is live now, so you can just go to ofclocksandclouds.com, nice spaces, and um, all the links to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, we're all on, yeah. up on everything. Awesome. I also just want to throw in a special thank you to uh, my boss, John Bennett. Uh, yeah. He's become a big supporter of our music. Um, older Irish gentleman. Um, I work at a bar on the side in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but older Irish gentleman never would have expected us to really been, be into our music, and he really has become one of our biggest supporters. And when we sat down and talked to him about uh, pressing the album and releasing it, he actually is going to be funding more than a third of the project. Wow, um, that's that incredible! Is just, it, it's such that's. I just want to thank him because he really, yeah. really made this possible. Yeah, and um, music know. doesn't pay the bills, and you know to press the amount of copies that we needed it was not you know especially it's tax season right now which sucks <laughs> he's been uh he's been a huge supporter of us kind of from um the get-go which was uh yeah just huge we you know? we, we played a show our last show that we played at webster hall uh he came out he brought about like 25 people yeah i think he brought about 25 people and right before we went on he was joking with us he's like I have the first unofficial of Clocks and Clouds merchandise. I'm like, what? And it was like right around Christmas. And he pulls out this gigantic cardboard box filled with these 
Christmas hats with O C A C. Yeah, Santa hats. And he starts throwing them to everybody. And I'm like, where the hell did you get these? He's like, actually, I ran a sweatshop in my house with my daughter and her friend and some glue and some glitter and just had them make all these hats for you guys. And it was like 30 hats, I think. And I saw his daughter. I gave his daughter the biggest hug. I was like, thank you so much for like working on this. I mean, like it really, it means a lot. The support means so much to us. No, yeah, that's I mean, a friend, man. That's a friend you keep. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's the support like that that makes this really worth the while. That is awesome. I love it. I mean, maybe he'll uh, does he have does he have, he doesn't have a Facebook page or anything uh, like that? Does he? You can look up uh, Indigo Murphys. Indigo Murphys. Well, because I could, I'll send him the show if, if he wants to promote it. Yeah, definitely. Indigo. I mean, the thing is he's he's really him and a lot of the people in that place have really been a big support in the process. Sure. He's going to be selling the album at our bar too. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I'll get this. If he'll allow me to put it up on his page, I'll you know yeah, we'll get probably. it up there. I, don't, I do not think he would have a problem. Awesome. I love it. Well, I'm hoping that you guys get to the Pittsburgh area at some point. Um, I'd love to see you guys. I am going to a show on March 7th, and this is going to date me. I wonder if you guys even know them. Do you remember a metal band called Metal Church? No. no. It doesn't ring a bell, but they <laughs> Yeah, they were big in New York in uh, the late 80s, <laughs> early 90s. Nice. But they're back. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'll let you know. I can't wait to go see them. But yeah, I wish you guys were coming around. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. Well, we'll put you up. We got room here. and uh, The only price would be maybe a, a free uh, three acoustic, three song acoustic set in the basement. <laughs> I'll get a crowd for you. I'm going to have to bring the djembe. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. All right. Well, you're always welcome. And, yeah, we do have a little venue here in the basement, so that's something you should keep in mind. But, you know, if you're ever in town, you know, free beer. Appreciate it. <laughs> no cool. problem. No problem. Thanks man. so much. All right. Well, that was Joe and Ross of Clocks and Clouds, and we're going to hear, hear them right now, actually. And I uh, really – thanks for taking your time, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks.
some Lucello, okay? Okay, let's settle that. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business, spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.